Folks, if you're from here, if you root for teams here not known as the Heat, I feel real damn bad for you. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Derek Jeter, legend, and turning his back on you like we all knew he was going to do. The Marlins continue to be irrelevant. The only thing making them relevant was Derek Jeter, and now he's gone, and they're back to him. Ken Levick alive Monday. It's a post-Honda Classic edition here on ESPN 106.3, but because it's Monday, and despite the fact he worked all damn uh. weekend, and what a job he did on your TV screens, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, Theo Dorsey is here. He is sun-glassed because his eyes are bloodshot, <laughs> not because he's hungover, which I would understand, but because he's just damned exhausted after putting in the work. Whew. I'm exhausted, man. And, and part of the shades is that, man. I want to hide how fatigued I look. Okay. I'm a TV guy. I can't, can't be out here looking bad. You pull bad, it off right? so well, though, man. I appreciate it. The other part of it, though, I feel like somewhat of a star because at the Honda Classic, Steve Walsh himself of, of Miami Hurricanes greatness mm-hmm. quarterbacking as well as a lot of times he's on uh, a lot mm-hmm. of our shows here, he recognized me. Hey. He was like, yo, Theo, it's Steve. I said, Steve Walsh? These th- it, it was imp- Now I'm a star, bro. I've yep. made it. Steve Walsh, uh, who, by the way, pathetically was uh, the most successful quarterback of my Bears childhood because he won <laughs> a playoff game. Uh, Still the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. He's running things until 2 o'clock. We're in the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers right off of the glittering and abundant Intracoastal. Well, well, well. As if baseball isn't uh, yawny enough right now. And no, not the singer Yanni, but yawny as in sleepy because we're about to have the first couple of games, if not weeks of the Major League Baseball season wiped off the map because the owners can't give up their billions of dollars fairly to the players as they negotiate for nothing right now up at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. The only redeeming feature of the Marlins has walked away. Derek Jeter announced today that he is no longer the CEO of the Miami Marlins. And I want you, Theo, to uh, listen to me read this statement, much, much uh, shorter statement than that of Kyler Murray's, and we'll get to that (laughs) in just a second. But Derek Jeter says that he is out. He says that he is leaving and uh, his time is done in South Florida. Here's Derek Jeter. Today I'm announcing that the Miami Marlins and I are officially ending our relationship, and I will no longer serve as CEO nor as a shareholder in the club. We had a vision five years ago to turn the Marlins franchise around, and as CEO, I've been proud to put my name and reputation on the line to make our plan a reality. Through hard work, trust, and accountability, we transformed every aspect of the franchise, reshaping the workforce and developing a long-term strategic plan for success. That said, the vision for the future of the franchise is different 
than the one I signed up to lead. Now is the right time for me to step aside as a new season begins. My family and I would like to thank our incredible staff, Marlins fans, Marlins players, and the greater Miami community for welcoming us with open arms and making us feel at home. The organization is stronger today than it was five years ago, and I'm thankful and grateful to have been a part of this team. Now, within that, uh, Theo, the, the one damning comment is, the vision for the future of the franchise is different than the one I signed up to lead. It appears right. as if there's a falling out between Derek Jeter and the majority owner, Bruce Sherman. Yeah, it clearly that's what it was because like the sentence before that was him saying, we spent all of this time structuring up a vision and a plan. And then he hit it with, a, was it a how-to ever? How did he uh, transition right there? Was it a... However, oh, however, I however, I got a fancy. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was it was pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Just uh, however, and so uh, the, the the Marlins are losing the guy who brought the glitz and the glamour to new ownership. We were finally done with that wretched David Sampson and uh, his stepfather, and that was a done deal. Jeffrey Loria out the door, mm. and Derek Jeter came in, and he was going to button it up like the Yankees, Theo. <laughs> Gone is the home run sculpture. See you later. That's not baseball. The Clevelander in left field with the pool. It was fun. But damn it, that's not baseball. <laughs> Get it out of our lives. Rich Waltz, outstanding TV play-by-play man. Ah, nope, you're not part of our longtime vision. Get out of here, Rich. Mm. And so you make all these changes. And you trade away Giancarlo Stanton. All to basically be in the same place that you were before Bruce Sherman and the wonderful Derek Cheater took off. How many years ago was that? That the, Five years ago. This it, happened in 2017. I, it feels like much more recent than that. And you're right. It feels like they just, they're on a treadmill right now because what progress did they make with all that planning and stuff that they put all that hard, mm-hmm. what do you say, hard work and tears and hard blood work. And There was a strategic plan, a lot of hard work. Now, yeah, hard work. I, you can tell me that Sandy Alcantara – He's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. There are probably a lot of baseball fans who don't know about Sandy Alcantara because Marlins, because the Marlins are irrelevant. But they're a, they're, they, they have good starting pitching. They do have a top 10 farm system. The Marlins have built a top 10 farm system. Kim Ng, I am proud that she is the Marlins general manager, the, the first woman in that role in baseball history. That said, how about wins? Like, how about... This, this five years of Derek Jeter wins, bringing wins, bringing results. And why do I think that the Marlins are basically in the same spot that they were five years ago? 2012 to 2006, uh, 2016, the Marlins had a 442 winning percentage, 358 and 451. Derek Jeter as CEO, 295 and 412, a 429 winning percentage. Mm. Actually worse the last five years were the Marlins with Derek Jeter as the CEO. Were they with the strategic lose, plan. Weren't they trying to lose for like No, five? no, no. When Derek Jeter became CEO, he said he doesn't like the idea of a teardown. He doesn't like language that denotes <laughs> losing. They were going to try and rebuild, but it was going to be doing it in a winning way. Well, and on the budget. Yeah, they, they didn't win. They, they, they didn't win. And so the Marlins are the same as they always were. Derek Jeter came in respectability he's got the Yankees pedigree and now after five years he's um he's gone Mm. and we're pretty much just back to square one with the Marlins being irrelevant and they're irrelevant with now no Derek Cheater so 
that's got to be so frustrating. And I know that the Marlins are irrelevant, but there are people that root for them, that cheer for them, that spend money, that get their asses down to Little Havana and the worst stadium location you could ever, ever, ever imagine for a team that plays 81 games a year Mm. at that place, okay? And now the guy who said, I'm going to build this back up, just flees before, I suppose, weeks before this 2022 season is about to begin. Very Magic Johnson-esque. It is very Magic Johnson-esque. Now, it's different because there was a statement. Magic Johnson just stood at the tunnel at the Staples Center and said, hey, uh, I think I'm gone. I'm, I'm, I'm stepping away. He held an impromptu yeah, press conference in the hallways of the Staples Center. Yeah. That, was, that was epic. We're coming to some of my theaters and watching movies. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm done, though. Uh, but, but any team down here not, know, not known as the Heat, how do people consistently get behind them? I even know the Panthers are having the greatest year they've ever had. They're having one of the great regular seasons in South Florida sports history. But let's keep in mind, the Panthers have been around for 28 seasons. They've made six playoff appearances. Mm. It is it sport where half the teams make the playoffs. Yikes. You know how hard that is to do? Then there's the Dolphins. They haven't won a playoff game since 2000. They have three playoff appearances since 2002, okay? Then there's Inter-Miami. They've been in existence for two years in the MLS. They've been one of the worst teams in the league both years, mm. where their, their, their coach said, yeah, last year I called them a bunch of quitters because they quit. That's good. <laughs> Spend your money. Get behind that. That was, uh, I mean, why would he, uh, you know what, I'll leave it alone. I'll they, leave it alone. I, I mean, they, they were quitters. They yeah. went and spent a lot of money on a bunch of guys who were old but stars, and they didn't want to be here. They didn't want to play in the MLS, and they quit, and they right. were bad. Uh. Then there's the Canes. Haven't won a national championship since 2001, and we're constantly asking the question, is the U back? If you ask that for two decades, you know what the answer is? <laughs> no. It was almost yes so many times, though, man. Like me, Guys like myself and Stone, we were just on the edge of our seats. Yeah. Thinking yeah. It was you can only happen. do that so much before you tap out, though, but right? This, this time it's for real. Okay. All right. Mar- and, Mar- I, and I believe you. The tenth time is the charm. Yeah. <laughs> Not counting the Heat, which is the most difficult South Florida sports team to root for. Because while the Marlins are just the Marlins and they're stuck in neutral, they're the Marlins. And so I don't think anybody gets too up or too down about the Marlins down here. Because They've given you the two world championships. If you if you follow South Florida sports, like fine, they've given us great. You know what that is? That's that's more championships than the Mets have won over the last twenty years. Mm. That's two more championships than the Mets have won over the last twenty years. So you know what? Like even if you're not from South Florida, don't follow the Marlins. You at least respect that, right? They can't be a laughingstock to you if they've won two more championships than your team over the last two decades, and they've ruined countless numbers of your seasons. I look at the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins are the biggest money brand. Former greatness, Dan Marino, Shula. Bring in the free agents. The free agents inevitably fall apart. You have a chance for the top quarterback. You win too much, so you have to get arguably the third best quarterback. And then there's all the controversy that always surrounds the Dolphins off the field, which we're currently involved in with Stephen Ross versus Brian Flores. Dolphins fans... I mean, you guys are peak frustration. You absolutely have to be. It has to be the most difficult team to root for because you feel like they're there, and then they inevitably you see what's coming. It falls apart. Yeah. Not counting the heat, 
It's the most difficult South Florida sports team to root for. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Some of you will live in this nightmare. I'm asking some of you to put yourself in the shoes of a South Florida sports man. And also, too, there are a number of people down here, uh, Theo, that are transplants that have adopted a South Florida yeah. sports team. And damn it, do I hope it's the heat. Because other <laughs> than that, you are banging your face into a wall. It, it is tough for a lot of people that have uh, that probably adopted some of these teams. Because you got to be able to go to some of the home games and get into the vibes, right? So you yep. want to root for a team nearby you. Yep. Uh, I have to take it a personal route. I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan, um, as I state all the time. And as a proud member of that fan base, I would say it has to be us because the expectations are always there a lot more. Like with the Miami Marlins over the past two decades, where have the expectations been? I think none because they're irrelevant. Exactly. So with the with the Hurricanes, we think about it like we're in college football where you can kind of control your own destiny by recruiting well, right? Yeah. Uh, you get good leadership, good coaching. You pay the right amount of money. You should be able to build something in a place that produces all of this football talent. And on top of that, we ruled two decades. Right. So for Miami Hurricanes fans, it's got to be more frustrating because there's a year-to-year expectation that has been always like undercut by five games or so. And then the few, they, we had the glimpses, right? We had the glimpses. We got to the ACC championship game that year and got mm-hmm. crushed. Mm-hmm. We had the chance that we thought we might compete for a national championship and lost to like Lost Pitt. three straight, lost to Pitt. Yeah, then like, you got pounded in the ACC title game. Then you lost the bowl game. It, It's been more frustrating. (laughs) It's been more frustrating yet because we keep getting a taste of it. Well, the thing with the Canes, too, is that they lose, but their players go on to be really good NFL players. Exactly. The recruiting has actually been there. It's been the coaching staffs. It's been whatever dysfunction is happening at Miami that is keeping everything from actually getting back to any sort of consistent success yeah that's the issue but then after the fact they go and they shine you say where the hell was this in south florida where the hell was this with the canes and the problem with the canes too is that they're actually relevant no matter what every year no matter what joke anybody's going to throw out there the brand the miami brand is always going to be strong because it's cool yeah because it's the you and it'll never cease stopping to be the you but when you have that brand and that relevancy, when you consider to be mediocre, and I think that's probably the best word to describe oh, yeah. Miami football over the last 20 years, when you're, when you're mediocre, that leads to a lot of jokes. It a leads lot to of ridicule. Jokes and people love, so like if you're a Miami Marlins fan. a lot fan, of piling on. Exactly. Like nobody's texting you after the game that we beat the Miami Marlins. No. Because who gives a damn? But when you're a Miami Hurricane fan, you're getting text and, and tagged in tweets mm-hmm. and, and Instagram DMs every single Saturday when somebody else's team, like when Alabama pounded the Canes at the yeah. beginning of this year, yeah. you got to hear about it because it means something to beat Miami because right. of the brand. Right, exactly. Even though we've sucked. Not counting the heat. The heat are the standard in South Florida and have yeah. been for quite some time, ever since really Pat Riley showed up. Not counting the heat. It's the most difficult South Florida sports team to root for. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776, and you can tweet at us at KLV1063. And Stone, real quick, just getting back to the Marlins and why I think it's a question whether or not, as Derek Jeter says, things improved in his tenure. You know how the Derek Jeter tenure as CEO began? Do you remember? Mm-mm. Shipping out Giancarlo Stanton. Oh, that I mean, was like the course. first move. That was like the first thing. 
thing other than firing Rich Waltz, which, again, unforgivable. That was like the first thing that Derek Jeter did. And so I keep seeing today on social media, oh, well, things are stable now. Yeah, okay. Listen, if you want to count that the Marlins haven't tried to rip off the South Florida, the Miami-Dade taxpayer in, in Bruce Sherman and Derek Jr.'s tenure, okay, thumbs up. I'll give you that. I will give you that. But as far as on the field, oh, well, they have these young stars. They have this young pitching staff. Their farm system is stacked. But, I mean, the, the, the total highlight of the previous ownership was getting rid of the players once they hit their peak, once they got good, once they became on the precipice of, of becoming perennial all-stars. How do we know it's going to be any different here? Yeah. Because the Derek Jr. tenure started with sending off Giancarlo Stanton, and then how do we know with Jeter gone now, what he cultivated isn't just going to meet the same fate? Like, did he actually do anything? Was there any ground that was made up? You can't argue know. that there was. No way. And, and it's going to be a thing where, like you said, you probably got to wait and see what does happen, like if those guys do get that next contract or if they have to get traded or, or walk. You know, for me, the fact that Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter's five years were largely, other than him being here, a big, <sighs> I think that says a lot. Yeah, I, I do think that says a lot. Are they any more relevant now than they were when he took over? Like when I thought Marlins, all I thought was Derek Jeter. Like right. I didn't think about any specific player. If his name wasn't Derek Jeter, would it matter that much that he stepped down as no, CEO? Today? No, absolutely not. Exactly. But that's why it's news. Yeah. That 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 is why it's news. And you know what? He recouped the money that he spent to get in on this ownership group, his four percent stake in ownership, and then he left. And then he left. <laughs> like that. That was predictable. In fact. Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald sort of predicted it. Well, here it in a moment. Dan Levitard absolutely predicted it mm. back when he was still on ESPN 106.3 and ESPN Radio. Other than the Heat, the most difficult South Florida sports team to root for. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV 106.3. And what's ironic about today, Derek Jeter leaves all against the backdrop of in Jupiter right now, baseball <laughs> about to shoot itself in the foot. Like the proverbial, oh, the safety wasn't on. My foot, I'm bleeding. Yeah. Like they're they're just they're they're about to wipe out the first part of the season because they're all dopes. I'm done with it. Especially the guy in charge, Rob Manfred. You know what he is? Dope. Jerry's in West Palm. Jerry, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Jerry? Hey, afternoon, Ken. Um man, I'm going back and forth between the Dolphins and the Florida Panthers, but <laughs> I think the tiebreaker has got to be the Miami Dolphins because until they built the retract the the half roof, mm-hmm. man, that was a that was a boiling hot hundred degree day Oof. to go watch the Dolphins lose thirteen to ten to some team I can't remember with AJ Feely or <laughs> Gus Farrat or All God right, so knows who. We'll go. We'll go. Well, using those examples, we'll go with the Eagles and we'll go with Washington. Okay, seeing those two teams roll Ooh. in and beat the Dolphins thirteen to ten mm-hmm. in yeah. ninety eight degree sun, blasting down on you. And and Stephen Ross, he has he struggled as an owner. Sure, did he get it right with the uh, yeah. with the the overhang? Yeah, absolutely. But if you're a fan, <laughs> and that's the best thing you can point to is, <laughs> oh well, now we're out of the sun. That's an absolutely massive problem. And you're right, Jerry, and appreciate the call uh so that's like second on his list of things he's done well in Miami got the overhang got the overhang and then <laughs> and I like and I like Stephen Ross but boy am I struggling yep, I mean he the got overhang. The, but the overhang it helps the overhang and I suppose if you like the Super Bowl being back then that helped yeah right 
There you go. High five, cool. Steve Ross. And we did it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We, we complimented we, him. We absolutely <laughs> did it. But, man, if you're a fan of any other team, not the Heat, I mean, it's it's miserable. Let me just give you my childhood. And I was spoiled because I grew up in the Jordan era. Growing up, growing up in Chicago, I mean, it was the Bulls. The Bulls were tops, okay? Mm-hmm. But within that, Jordan went to go play for my favorite team, period, the White Sox. And in that time, the White Sox had Frank Thomas. And they won the AL West in 93. And they would have won the World Series in 94. So I had that yeah. all in my wheelhouse as well. And then, uh, as a, an early 20s uh, Bears fan, Bears in the Super Bowl. Okay? Uh, made the playoffs in 2001. Uh, the Blackhawks, when I was seven years old, were in a Stanley Cup final against the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think it's a little sad that your glory period with the Bears was like Rex Grossman. <laughs> yeah, I was going to uh, say trust Big me. Rex. Yeah, yeah. No, I, trust me. I'm, and my other glory <laughs> period was uh, when uh, Jim Miller and Shane Matthews were splitting snaps in a playoff <laughs> oh year. Goodness. Okay, So, not good, but at least it was something. Yeah. You got Urlacher, okay? <laughs> um, but but me, so my my childhood actually was rich with sports success. Because I wasn't a Cubs fan. That's right. I said it. Eat that. Boom. Yeah. Uh, but but down here, your adulthood. Heat, yeah. My yeah. The the. But but think about down here. Think about down here. This is bad. Yeah. Because you've had two Marlins championships, but you knew it was getting blown up both times after it happened, and it 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 did. The Dolphins haven't won a playoff game since. Let's see. Uh, in the year two thousand, I was seventeen years old. Wow. They haven't won since. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. Like, <laughs> good, sweet Jesus. The fans out here, I don't even know how much they're suffering from this stuff because they feel so much more lethargic. Like, even when things are going well. well even because for, of transplants. Yeah, it's a lot of transplants. You're right. And then the people that have enough money to get to the games are usually the people that's not from here as much. But Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast is difficult yeah. because you've got all these teams located down south, especially now. And, I, and I'll say this. Jerry brought up the, the lack of retractable roof. Um, or the lack of any sort of uh, bl- blocking of the sun. Oh, yeah, yeah. But when the Marlins played there, I can't tell you because I used to live near there. I can't tell you how many uh, Sunday afternoon games I would go. And it was miserable. It absolutely was miserable. But it was so much easier to get to than going down to Little Havana. And I love that stadium. I love Marlins Park or whatever it is now. I can't remember off the top of it's, my head. Um, the, Lone Depot. Lone Depot Park. Thank yeah. you. Um, but... I would almost prefer sitting out and sweating my ass off watching baseball as opposed to trying to get down to even 10 games in Little Havana. Yeah. I mean, that's just impossible, especially considering there is no true great rail system to get you there unless you take the bright line of the Miami station and jump in an Uber and go out there. But the fact that you've got to, they expect you to, from Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, drive down to see their product in Little Havana. Yeah. That's a big fan. Uh-uh. You got to give you a better product. And even still, that's a tough one. Even still. Yeah. I mean, the heat, I can justify it. Yeah. But, the right line right to the Heat's front door. But you, yeah, if, but you're telling me that you're going to make me, for a team that's going to win 63 games every year, oh, but Derek Jeter, a team that's going to win 63 games every year that I'm going to have to bring my automobile onto the Dolphin Expressway? Uh-uh. You know what? Bite me. 
That's been the argument for the Hurricanes, though. Like, you can't get any college students there. It's yeah. 45, 50 minutes away from Coral Gables, and they drive a few shuttles that you can't bring alcohol on. So, like, there are the student section is tiny. Well, who cares? That, you know, honestly, though, that shouldn't, <laughs> that shouldn't forego you from putting a winning college football field. I mean, it product, should, absolutely uh, shouldn't. Field. And I, I'm a believer in the fact that if Kirk Herbstreit didn't get on college game day and call out the mm-hmm. Hurricanes athletic yeah, department. It that, took Kirk Herbstreit to go get Mario Cristobal. Right. Right. I appreciate him. that. I appreciate him. I mean, Crocodile tears himself. It wasn't. It wasn't fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they, it, 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 it's fine. It yeah, worked. It there were positive crocodile yeah, tears. Um, but it, it it didn't take fifteen years of Canes fans bitching or trying to withhold uh, money from the university. It didn't take that stuff. It took Kirk Herbstreit because it made them feel bad because he did it on national television. It'll be a cool moment when we when the Hurricanes find success and we always go back. To thanking Kirk Herbstreit. Oh, yeah. I think it'll be awesome. Wait, wait, wait. wait and it's an Ohio State guy, too, and I hate Ohio State. Uh, yes. Yeah. And, 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 but he but helped us. He absolutely did. And so, uh, I guess, Stone, I, I ask you this. What are what are the Canes right now? Are they, um, starts with a B. They're back, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Starts with a B, ends with a K. We back. bite. We bite, baby. <laughs> Other than the heat, what's the most difficult South Florida sports team to root for? Is there enough caring for the Marlins for them to be on this list? I think it's the Dolphins because they spend the money. It's the NFL, too. And they keep falling short. And it's the NFL. And it's the top dog. Absolutely. The SEC say it it just matters more. Yeah. It matters more. It it matters more, the NFL. (laughs) Yeah. Or is it the Panthers, who they're having a great year this year, and I love watching them. Give me Jonathan Huberto all day. What's his name? Jonathan Huberto. Huberto, okay. Um, I can get into it. I haven't seen one game yet. That's Oh, they're worth Theo. it. Yeah, they're definitely. I'm not worth saying. It. I'm, yeah, they're I'm not only hockey's one of hockey's best teams. They've been a little rough patch as of late, but even when they lose, they're the most entertaining product okay. that the NHL has as well. But they've been around for 20 years. Six playoff appearances. Half the teams make the playoffs in the NHL. Unacceptable. He, not counting the Heat. It's the most difficult South Florida sports team to root for. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV1063. The great Derek Jeter is gone. Derek Jeter, who got rid of the home run sculpture, mm. got rid of the Clevelander, Thank got rid of Rich Waltz, changed the TV broadcast team, changed the culture. After five years, he, ah, you know what? I made my money back. I'm gone. Mm. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Oh, but he did so much for the franchise. They, they, they don't create controversy anymore. Cool. You still got to drive your happy ass down to Little Havana to see a 70-win team. Not even 70. Not even 70. <laughs> not even 70. Yeah, too much credit. Yeah. Which South Florida team, not named the Heat, is the most difficult to root for? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That man is Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica. Hey, listen up. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Dr. Jim Reardon, love you. Shout out. Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball Players Association remain far apart on a new CBA. That the latest out of Jupiter as we watch SportsCenter right now here in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Good stuff. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. If uh, you like baseball, if you were looking forward to the season starting, 
Uh, I love spring training. There's not going to be any spring training, it appears. Mm, it looks like we're going to miss that. the first part of the baseball season. Good stuff. Bang yeah. up job by everybody involved. It's, it's nice to see, though, right now, like Palm Beach County is the epicenter of sports. We just had the Honda Classic, so the PGA was in town. Yep. The the future of baseball is being decided right now in yep. Jupiter. Yep. And then today in, <laughs> in, uh, at Palm Beach Gardens, uh, you know, Zach Johnson had his introductory press conference for the uh, Ryder Cup. Yep, he's the, he's the captain, captain. Uh, of the uh, the Ryder Cup. 2023, right. yeah, I was at that center. presser. And it's no surprise, it, it is no surprise that, uh, you know, this show, sort of the center of right. sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast as well. We're teeing it all up right here. That's right. And <laughs> good use of teeing it up as yeah. well. Well done. That's why he's on TV. He's on a roll. Uh, he oh, sure guys. is. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. Friday Night Lights, Stone Lebanowitz. Got you until 2 o'clock. Uh, any team not named the Heat in South Florida? It's the most difficult team to root for. If they're not named the Heat, what's the most difficult team to root for? Dolphins, Panthers, Marlins, Canes. Hell, throwing in Miami. They've been nothing but a crap fest since they came to Bean. Like they, they were brought to life, but they haven't really done anything. It's like birthing a zombie. That's what Inter-Miami has been. They have made no impact in the South Florida landscape except for the fact that they don't actually play in Miami. Yeah. Like that's that's their that's their major contribution right now. <laughs> they're easier to get to to see. They're going to lose, but they're easier to get to to see since they don't play all the way down. Again, off the Dolphin Expressway, if their stadium got built there. Why do you keep making us have to go down there? The worst stretch of road in America. If it's not the Heat, though, not counting the Heat, it's the most difficult South Florida sports team to root for. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Derek Jeter, CEO of the Marlins, no more. Out, says, I'm leaving after five years. Uh, and, and Dan Levitard completely predicted this. This was Dan Levitard five, kind of five years ago with Rob Manfred, Major League Baseball commissioner, in an interview that got ESPN in trouble with Major League Baseball, because Dan Levitard called him out, said, hey, this Bruce Sherman ownership with Derek Jeter involved, not going to be any different than the Jeffrey Loria, David Sampson disaster. Not going to be any different because there was a clause in Derek Jeter's contract where he was going to be paid off a profit. So if you're going to be paid off a profit and you have a, a, an ownership stake in a team, you know what the easiest way to do to make profit is? Keep those payrolls down, baby. Oh, yeah. Get rid of Giancarlo. Keep those payrolls down, baby. And Giancarlo Stanton, no surprise, was the first move. Went to, well, the Yankees. But here's here's Dan Levitard with Rob Manfred here on ESPN 106.3 five years ago. Are are you aware that Jeter has an employment contract that pays him, where he doesn't have to make cash calls, that he is going to be paid for profit? So, again, you guys are going to end up in one of these situations where if he fails as a business, he can just keep cutting payroll. Are you aware that Jeter has that in his contract? I'm aware that Derek has an employment contract. Um, Every individual provision in that contract, I I couldn't tell you whether you're accurate or not Uh, right now. I did see the contract at the time of the approval, but I I just can't recall Mm. the provision you're talking about. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. By the way, that's the same guy who uh, is overseeing the failed labor negotiations in Jupiter right now. Yeah. Rob Manfred. Just overseeing. Thumbs up, Robbie. Uh, so uh, let's go through the Marlins payrolls just to see if if maybe, maybe, maybe Dan Levitard was onto something. 2017, $115 million payroll for the Marlins. By their standards, pretty high. But also Giancarlo Stanton's salary was still on the books. Mm. 2018, ooh, 
$99 million, $99.5 million. That's some $16 million less. I'm not good with math, but I can do that math. 2019, ooh, $71.9 million oh, I have a of question. payroll. Uh-huh. So as these years went along and they spent less money, uh-huh. did the ticket prices and the parking go down too? Uh, no, 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 no. So, Actually, no. So more profit is what they were getting. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's weird. Profit, profit. And ask me if the wins went up. Uh, did the uh, wins happen to <laughs> increase with the no. decreasing pay? No. Okay. No. 2020, $41 million payroll. I pay see roll. the trend. Mm. That's impressive to pull off. That's like Russell Westbrook's contract. <laughs> yeah. But don't worry. Last year, they, <laughs> last year, they bumped up the payroll to $56 million. Only, only, only $60 million off of what it was when Derek Jeter took over. So, so what you're saying is when, like, that's, that's tough. Like, Jimmy Butler... For the Heat, I think he makes like around thirty-four million a year or something like that. He could like if, if he ever has dinner with any of the Miami Marlins. Play, I mean, dinner's got to be on him. Yeah, for the whole team. Uh huh. Right. He could have a team dinner and not really hurt his pocket at all. For actually the whole franchise. The whole franchise. Yeah. <laughs> He's he yeah it, it, he he is he would make up uh like seventy yeah. percent of the Marlins payroll. Ugh. Uh. So so I think it's pretty pretty clear to see what happened here. Uh, Derek Jeter made some profit. Because the payroll kept going down and down and down and down and down. And he ended up making all his money back that he put in in that 4% stake, which today is worth about $40 million. And then he said, ah, it's time to go. So that's 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 what happened. So yeah. you've got some young talent, but is that talent actually going to stick around? Uh, probably not. Which means there was no progress made, really, except the Marlins stayed out of the headlines. Cool. Good job. Yeah. Good. For the right and wrong reasons, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's really, really good stuff. Made a lot of progress. Well, they made it. They made the headlines today. They'll yeah. be on first take. They've made all. the headlines yeah. today, and they made the headlines for the only thing that made them headline worthy over the last five years, wow. and that's Derek Jeter yep. being the CEO. But now he's not the CEO any longer, and um, and he is gone. Uh, speaking of irrelevant, and we've used that word an awful lot with the Marlins. Are the Mar- Marlins the most irrelevant team? In professional sports in this co- on this continent, they have to be. You got to narrow. Okay, so let's let's narrow it down to which leagues we're talking about because there's more irrelevancy. I would argue. All right, at, let's do NHL the big four. Let's uh, all right, fine. Let's do the th- three. Let's do three of them. Let's do NBA, Major League Baseball, and NFL. Okay. Okay. So who's in the running for this? Who's in the running for the most irrelevant team in sports? We'll go baseball. We'll go football. We'll go basketball. Sorry, hockey fans, but you know there's a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It will be it's unfair if you include hockey because then it's it's going to be a hockey team. Yeah. Most likely. Why do you hate hockey? Theo? I don't hate hockey. I'm not a hockey hater guy. I'm just I mean, saying you are you are putting yourself relevance. you're boxing yourself into a stereotype here. <laughs> and I don't yes, appreciate you it. Uh, you know and I don't appreciate it. It's too damn cold in those arenas, all right? <laughs> I, I didn't want to have to be the one to say it. But uh, I'm a southern guy, man. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Give me some yes, heat. Yes. Uh the most irrelevant team in sports are the Marlins yet. Who, who who's in this discussion? Who are the most irrelevant teams in sports? And again, we'll go baseball, basketball, football. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Now, what is hard to do is win two championships over the last, uh, you know, in the current baseball era yeah. and still have very little fanfare outside of your little area of following and that's what the Marlins have managed to do they're actually i think more known for winning the world series in 97 and then tearing it all down three seconds later yeah and and was that was the uh was that the luis i'll say a year where he 
I think I don't know. I'm 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 messing. Up. I'm not. My baseball history is no, not that's that like good. Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, you know that 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 obviously is the the fire sale at the end of the season at the conclusion yeah. of the season. It was that team, Craig Council. Well, for me, I think again the Miami Marlins to win a championship in the past you know twenty twenty five years. You gotta you gotta exclude this from them a, a little bit because there's teams that were way more relevant. For longer and Levon Hernandez, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, you're right. You're yeah. right. Like the Sacramento Kings. That's what I meant. Levon, Levon Hernandez. Uh, I, I forgot who I said. I said Luis Luis Alisea. Alisea. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking of uh, not in Del Rey. The, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Training academy. Yeah. Um, but but the Sacramento Kings are probably in this discussion too, right? Yeah, they definitely are. Zach Towns, like they they're top five in this discussion. I think for the NBA. The only thing that makes the Thunder relevant right now is they own half of the NBA draft for the next 10 years, but they and, will and be don't fighting forget, for LeBron, it. LeBron says Sam Presti, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, general yeah. manager of the year, and anything LeBron says or does, relevant. The it, LeBron bump gets them over the hills. Just right. ask him. It's a bump. What about the Pistons? Pistons are pretty irrelevant. But, 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 championship in 04, bad boys, Pistons, just in the late night. I would argue, I would argue more people equate the Pistons to the bad boys, Pistons, than they do the 04 Chauncey Billups Pistons. Yeah. You're right, but I would agree. And Stone's, Stone's a baby. And he thinks more about like Bill Lambeer, Isaiah Thomas, and Chuck Daly than he does Chauncey Billups and and Rip Hamilton. Ben Wallace. And Ben Wallace and and Larry Brown. But that's because most of the 2000s was dominated by Kobe Shaq and then the Spurs. So everything else you kind of forget. Like people Uh forget about that Pistons championship all the time. You know what sucks is I would argue the Panthers are probably in this discussion. If you want, I know we're not talking hockey, but since we're talking South Florida, the Panthers are probably in this discussion of irrelevant teams. They're really good right now. They're really good right now, which is awesome, but are they still in the the mainstream lexicon of the North American sports fan? I'd say no, and I'm not trying to crap on them because I enjoy them, and they're a great story, and more people should pay attention to them. But a team based in Sunrise, Florida... Mm who doesn't make the playoffs in a league where half the teams make the postseason, that doesn't exactly capture the imagination, right? It, it doesn't. I think it emphasizes it more that we're just now learning to fill the stadium. They're the best team in the NHL right now, best home record, most goals scored, and we're just now putting people on the stand. I mean, that's fine. That's that's like the South Florida That's way. South Florida. That's sure. just what we do. I mean, the Heat were winning titles, and they were like leaving yeah. halfway through games. I, I refuse to knock South Florida sports fans. I'm just not going to do it. Because South Florida sports fans that come out, they're loud, they're good fans. Okay, and then we eventually come around to good it. Fans That's is a little, good fans is a little bit of a stretch. I You're doing care. a, a I, lot of work there. I will always stand up for the South Florida sports fan because you know what? You're paying a lot of damn money to see this, so you better yeah, make true. sure that you're emotionally invested and that team has made you believe before you actually – like I grew up in Chicago. There's a lot of dopes who just throw their money at bad football – bad baseball, yeah. and do it every single year. You know what that is? That's blind idiocy. Down yeah. here, it, it, it at least you can make the case that's a much better smart sports consumer. Oh, the Canes don't fill the stands. Bad attendance. Whatever, man. You're playing at noon. But I think that's part of being a <laughs> – You have four wins. I think that's part of being a, a fan. And that's why I say I'm not criticizing South Florida uh, sports fans, but fan is a derivative from what? Fanatic, mm-hmm. and it's it's you're supposed to be a little bit you know crazed and unreasonable uh, in your support for your team. And South Florida fans are not to their credit, but also to their detriment. If you want to judge how good a fan Listen, is, I'll put it this way, and this is probably because I'm older right now. I'm older, wiser, and crabbier. Okay, yeah. I'd rather sit most most of the time. I'd rather sit and drink for free at home than go somewhere, see a bad product, and spend hundreds of dollars drinking. 
Yeah, okay? it costs a lot so of money. So I want games. something. I want something I can be proud of. I don't want to go see something I'm just going to make fun of. I can do that and sit and get tipsy at home. Yeah. You know? So Good down point. here, give me something to come out to. I'll spend the money. But until then, and there's not a lot to, 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 to actually put your money towards that you're proud about unless it's the heat, I'm staying my ass home. Yeah. I, I'm just, just, that's just what I'm doing. Uh, the irrelevant sports team conversation. We've identified, obviously, the Marlins. They're the basis of this conversation. Yep. Sacramento Kings. Detroit Pistons, Stone, I think that's a really good one. Who else? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Nick is in Palm Beach. Nick, you're on Ken LeVick Alive. Hey, how's it going? Good, bud. So, by far the most irrelevant team in all sports has to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, if they would have mm. kept Tim Tebow, he brought a lot of buzz. He probably would have helped him out. But Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he was not it. Uh, yeah, I believe it's Tim Tebow. Wait, wait, what? Hold well, on, I think tr- Trevor Lawrence makes them relevant. Uh, I think that Urban Meyer's issues made them relevant. I know I love talking very about it. Yeah, yeah, they 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 were yeah, able to grind their Tebow way to relevance. Came to the Dolphins. Tim Tebow needs to come to the Dolphins and help them out because two is not it. Is this Tim Tebow's <laughs> agent? Help them this out. Might, how is this Tim I think, Tebow? I think this whole this he, yeah. he got on the radio wait, just to like cape for Tim Tebow. Wait, is he gonna is he gonna sell sweets? I just love Tim Tebow. I've seen what he's capable of. I've seen him win big games with the Broncos. I've seen him do it at UF. Tim Tebow, we all love him. I think he needs to come to the Jags. Come to the like Dolphins. We all love him. As, we all love him as a very broad. Uh, I, I Nick, I've got to be honest What's with you. Happening? I actually don't love Tim Tebow. Like I don't. I, I I don't love Tim Tebow. So you you think Tim Tebow should come play quarterback for the Dolphins? <laughs> what is going on? It's better than Tua, who gets injured every week if he like bumps into somebody. Uh, okay, Nick, I appreciate the I, call, and I I hope that you uh, continue your medication. I think Nick. I, so we're we're ruling that out had that had to be a joke, right? That was a prank call. It was a joke, but also we're ruling out the fact that that might have been like somebody on Tim Tebow's team, man. He, maybe he's trying to get the Tim Tebow press run back going. It's been a while since we talked about Tim Tebow. We did. Uh, I mean, we did just say that we are we are the uh, the 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 sports base yeah. here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure we Coast. We set the and tone. You know what? Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. We really have influence on all of sports. So why not come through this show to make your plea if you're Tim Tebow's people, right? And if you are Tim Tebow's people, you've come to the right place. All right, Nick and Tim Tebow. If you're at home yeah. on the couch. But you, you won't be playing quarterback for the Dolphins or any team. Stone, who are we talking to now? Is this Tim Tebow? I, I, it's not. It's Leo from Riviera. Leo in Riviera Beach. What's up, Leo? Hey guys, uh, I, I was a Tim Tebow fan um, back, you know, back in the day, and I what thought he got a little bit of a Leo, rod. Leo, just tell me back what is what it was back in the day. The Gators, like. 2010 when he was getting drafted and stuff like I was like okay. oh I want to see if he can play well, sure. play the game but then when he beat the Dolphins I was mad I was mad at that yeah. so uh but I just want to know does, does Tim Tebow have a brother named Nick because that that <laughs> sounded kind of like that was too coincidental yeah. right there or, that or was how about just an that. alter ego like I I truly believe that they might be the same person does oh, this anybody, the John Barron of yeah uh, <laughs> does anybody know where Tim Tebow is right now now I firmly believe <laughs> that Tim Tebow uh, he's going to give it one more shot in pro sports and it is going to be in hockey and that would check <laughs> off every box uh, unless he goes to Oklahoma City yeah, to the Thunder he checks of off every adult fantasy sports box that that he could possibly yeah. find. I could see him. I could see him going like a like a summer game, like a hammer throw, or a also like <laughs> curling. 
He's too big for golf, right? He wanted to do curling. Yeah, he's too big he's for too golf. Though. For, yeah, for golf. he's he's too he's too big for for golf, like physically big for. They golf. They would eat him up on a golf course. Though. Leo, appreciate the call. They would love it, like if Tim Tebow like went and did like a, I feel like he probably sucks at golf because I feel like that would be right in his avenue. Like I feel like golf fans would love cheering on Tim Tebow at some charity event. Or something. Like Tebow can, can at least hit a baseball, not yeah. not a breaking ball, but he can but, hit a fastball. But a lot of so times, guys, the hand eye coordination. But the baseball swing, guys, sometimes that messes up your golf swing. That's true. And if you've been swinging a baseball bat a lot. So, I don't know. But I just think that Tim Tebow, we need to look this up. Maybe he's played in a tournament. But I feel like they would eat him up. And, like, think about, like, the Honda Classic type mm-hmm. crowd the, had, like, a charity the event. The gallery would be huge. It would be crazy. Oh, for sure. Be now, be now, here's draw. the thing. Tim Tebow is relevant. So, what Nick is saying, uh, <laughs> the, the other stuff I've just decided to forget. Yeah, but yeah, what yeah. he was saying initially is... Yeah, Tim Tebow makes you relevant. But the Jaguars were absolutely, and I think are relevant. They've been relevant. They have yeah. the whole Duval thing, which has become, like, have Duval. they been bad? Absolutely. But are they relevant? Are they, yeah, they are relevant. Like, I think in the NFL, well, bef- it's hard to be irrelevant in the NFL. That's the thing. That is tough. I guess. The could, Texans are trying. The Texans, the Texans are probably the most irrelevant NFL team. Yeah. If you leave that on an island by itself, the Texans are probably the most irrelevant NFL team. For sure. Justin Herbert saves the Chargers' backside oh, in yeah. this conversation because if it wasn't for him, then the Chargers would absolutely be in that discussion. Yeah. Without question. The Chargers would. The problem is, like, the Jets, yes, they've been terrible, but they're the Jets. Like, mm-hmm. you're in New York City, you're not going to be irrelevant uh, for the Jets or the Giants, who have won Super Bowls. Uh, yeah, I think the Chargers are up there. The Rams just won the Super Bowl, but like a few years back, somebody might have pointed at them for a while. Yeah, uh, yeah, the St. Louis version of the Rams. Yeah, the later, the later end, the later after, end of that. Yeah, after the greatest show on yeah. turf. Uh, other than the Marlins, the most irrelevant team in sports is it the Kings? Is it the Pistons? Is it the Jaguars? I just got to stop I, with the Pistons. I think the Pistons are more relevant than y'all are giving them credit for. Nobody wants to watch the Pistons. So. Nobody wants to watch the Pistons. Not even the Pistons. You got their starting five. No, they off, have the number one pick off the dome. You got the starting five. Kate Cunningham, and we're done. Good. <laughs> <laughs> what are the irrelevant teams in sports? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven. They still got Seiko out there. The boy, no. Uh, Isaiah Stewart. Uh, Isaiah Stewart. Stewie. <laughs> Oh boy, kill me. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV1063. Not irrelevant, the FAU MBA sport management program. In fact, the most irrelevant. In fact, this is the way to get into the sports industry. And honestly, when you talk relevant teams, I think they're they're probably the uh they're the they're the the Bengals or the mm. Chiefs or I mean you get your MBA in sport management from Florida Atlantic. You are you are well on your way to a job in the sports industry. It's not just the curriculum. It's not just the professors who, by the way, BT Dub are in the sports industry. It's the fact that you're getting the internships. Dr. Jim Reardon has the relationships. You are learning firsthand. It's the FAU MBA sport management program. You can take courses over the summer. You don't have to wait till next fall. You can take them over the summer remotely from your own home. It's the FAU MBA sport management program. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA sport. The FAU MBA sport management program. Title sponsor of Ken LaVica Live. More to come with a, a, a grinder, Theo Dorsey, who spent the last mm. four days at PGA National at the Honda Classic, and he's in here giving it his all here today. He'll continue to think about the Pistons starting five. I'm Ken LaVica. <laughs> I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3.
Here's Ken Lavica. Mark Sheffield on Twitter at KLV1063. That's mine, not his. Excluding the 2020 season, the last time the Marlins had a winning record was 2009. Baseball needs fans, and the Marlins and baseball are doing it the wrong way. If the Marlins left Florida, would anybody care? Would anybody know? I mean, outside of Florida, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. It wouldn't matter. You know what's crazy about the Marlins is that they bamboozled the taxpayers of Miami-Dade to get the stadium, which is absolutely going to keep them in South Florida. If it wasn't for that, the Marlins would be the first team that is is proposed as relocating. Yeah. Right? Like the Rays, they're in the playoffs every damn year. Yeah. And they're the ones who are, well, can't get a stadium, so we're going to bring them back to Montreal. It's wildly unfair to Rays fans. It's wildly unfair to those players and that organization other than ownership when, <laughs> you know, three hours away, there is the team that probably should be at the top of the relocation list, except they ripped off the taxpayer to get their stadium. Yeah. And also, leaving Miami is, is a bit of a, you know, it's like... You really, you really have to fail Yeah, if your team has to leave to Miami. To leave Miami is like, that's, that's, that's a really bad indictment on the people, the decision makers there. Yeah, but I, I do think that Florida is a tough sell sometimes for sports franchises. It, it is, but like, but, so... I think it's moving, actually pretty easy to fail in Miami. Moving something, I say moving something to Miami, yeah, that's tough, but... If you already have a base in Miami here, like you need to be able to figure it out. Do something right to be able to keep your franchise in one of what the top 15 cities in the in America. Yeah, I think there's a little more nuance to that though cuz I think it's easy to fail. You've had in the MLS, this is your second go around in the MLS baseball. You've never drawn well with the Marlins even in yeah. winning season. So, it's just tough. It's it, it, even the Dolphins. They're not a great drawing team. But that's because the fans don't come out. Those fans you say are so great that you just was like lauding and, and yeah. proud of earlier. Right. But I also I hate the finances of sports and uh, the the fact that oh, you better come out and better give us your money <laughs> yeah. or else we're we're going to idly threaten to move your franchise. I, 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 again, I'm always going to go with the consumer on this. Ownership sucks. Yeah. Okay? But I understand that's part of it. But that's also why I think Miami and South Florida sometimes is a tough sell because you have less opportunity for the fanatic or yeah, the fan to just happen. throw money out at something because, hell, I'd rather go to the beach. I'd rather get on my boat. I'd rather do all of that stuff mm. than spend $200 to see crap. And you got to make it cool. You got to make it like a thing to do, like like what the Hurricanes had in the late '90s and early 2000s, and like what the Heat kind of had for the Heatles. But that's based on winning. Yeah, you got to win. So. You know, that's the thing. The, winning is cool. Yeah, winning is cool, and this area shows that. But you can't just throw celebrities out there and say, "Come see this product and win five <laughs> you games." You can't do that. Not gonna work. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel Five, WFLX Fox Twenty Nine. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.